I want to talk to you this morning about uh, our next core value. Second to last, we got one more after this one next Sunday. Don't, don't sleep in because you're still tired from everything you ate at Thanksgiving. Come and, and experience the, the body of Christ with us. But uh, today's core value is authenticity. And that is something that is, is very important to myself, to, to Pastor Scott, to all of our staff and our, our leadership, our lay ministry team. We, we all came together. There were like 50 of us. If You guys know, it's hard to get like three people. Sometimes it's hard to get two people to agree on something. We had like 50 people in that room. And they were like, yeah, that's God. Just saying. And, and so as we were, we were looking at this, this word, authenticity, what does that mean? What does it mean for us here at Bell Isle Community Church, and I, I think this is actually one of the easiest uh, of all of them because we've all experienced it over the last several years. I know I've experienced it uh, sitting under the, the, the leadership and, and the tutelage of, of Pastor Scott. He doesn't mince words. He doesn't avoid touchy subjects. He doesn't shy away from, from speaking the word of truth. To this church. He, he is authentically a Christian. And I love that. I love that. And so uh, th- this morning, I, I feel like I need to, to, to bear myself to you so that you know that who I really am, right? You guys have known me as, as John, but if I'm being honest, there's, a, there's another name that I've gone by. It's Batman. <laughs> I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. Thank you. I appreciate it. It is true. It is true. I am the Cape Crusader. I stalk villains in the night. And I may have what you call a little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I'm not the Joker. I'm not the Joker. I'm ridiculous. Anyway, uh, when, I, when I worked in HR, we had, a, we had a bunch of joke signs on the wall because if you've ever worked in personnel, it's stressful, so we have to, like, laugh. And there was a sign that said, always be you. Unless you can be Batman, then you should definitely be Batman. And that's, uh, that's stuck with me over the years. But no, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've joked uh, in, in my messages that I cry all the time. Uh, so, so do all of us, man. And so we're not putting on a show. We're not putting on a facade. Every time we get up on that stage, every time the worship team is singing, every time one of the pastors is bringing a word, every time that we're talking to you, we want you to know that this isn't a production This isn't a manufacturing of anything. This is just who we are, and we are here by the grace of God and for the sake of his glory and his name. And so we're so grateful uh, to be here in this community with all of you lovely people. And that passage, uh, Proverbs 12, uh, verse 22, says this, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully or honestly are his delight. And I don't know about you, but if I had a choice between abomination and his delight, probably going to be his delight, right? So I, I love you guys. I am so excited uh, to hear what Pastor John Bryant has to, to give us the word this morning. So if you would, please welcome him uh, for the message. Yeah. Well, good morning. And hey, that was authentic, wasn't it? Thank you, John. Well, good morning. It's uh, the Sunday we call Thanksgiving Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Traditions uh, 
prevail. Uh, I see some of you have some family with you that are going to spend the week, and uh, maybe you'll get together with other family. Uh, emotions run high from now through New Year's Day, so be careful of family uh, wars. Be authentic in love <laughs> and uh, refuse to fight. But today I want to look at something that is going to impress you and me. I'm always impressed when I see this. The fact that God has his own Thanksgiving Day. It's called God's All Day. God's All Day. And to help, uh, help us remember this day, God's All Day, our esteemed production crew uh, went to great means. They spent a lot of money. They have labored uh, terribly to make us aware of what God's All Day is. There's only three letters, so my goodness, we can remember that, I hope. Yeah, even I can remember that. Thank you, that, that's, that's authenticity for sure. You have, have your notes there. Thank you, guys. You have your notes, and there's six reasons, biblical reasons, to give thanks and some of the benefits for doing so. You know, um, I look at Thanksgiving like I look at all festivals and I think, well, what are the traditions here? What, 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 what brought this about? And then I think back in my childhood, my elementary school days, and they used to put these pictures of uh, turkeys and these guys with the funny hats on, pilgrims up, you know. 1621 is supposed to be the original date, Thanksgiving, when the pilgrims and the Indians got together. But if you're a serious student of history, you got to remember that the Europeans came in and slaughtered the Indians and now they're getting together and having this great love feast. I, I don't know about the veracity of that uh, notion of history. It doesn't really matter. But they gave thanks to God because they were alive no matter what had happened. And we need to remember to do the same thing. No matter what's happened in our lives or in our country or in the world, every day is a day to give thanks to God. Why is that? Well... Uh, it must be important because in the United States, we do it every fourth Thursday of November every year. Canada, I think they do it in uh, the second or third Monday in October every year in Canada, celebrating Thanksgiving. Well, that's enough for the history lesson today. Let's get on with the message. Oh, I have one other thing. Actually, I got six. If you ask any elementary student between the ages of, say, three or four and six or seven years old, what is the meaning of Christmas? And what is the meaning of Thanksgiving? You will be surprised at what you hear. 
if you hear anything. You'd be surprised. Uh, the world has changed, and it changes every generation. It's just the way it is. Some things that were anathema 25, 30, 40 years ago now are perfectly okay. It's acceptable. And things that, that were uh, <clears throat> looked upon as terrible uh, back 40 years ago, uh, nobody blinks an eye today. So the culture changes, but one thing never ever changes, and that is the Word of God. Psalm 103. <clears throat> oh, by the way, keep in mind right here, all. Keep that, that word ringing in your mind, all, all, all. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. How are we to praise the Lord? With all the stuff that resides within us. And you know what that is. The very innermost being, the soul, the stuff that we are. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. All his benefits. Here's some of them. He who forgives all our sins, every one of them, he heals all our diseases. I know that, that's a question mark when that comes up. If that's true, why do we need doctors and medicine? Uh, ridiculous. I'm glad we haven't. And who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? We don't have to worry about dying. Might be concerned about the process because that's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> Verse 5, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is restored like the eagles. Remember, to be thankful for forgiveness. Now, people have a hard time with that. I know I've had a hard time with it on occasion. It depends on the infraction of the person who I need to forgive, doesn't it? Uh, uh, it depends on how, how bad they hurt me. Have you been hurt by people? If, if you are a human being at one time or another, even maybe today, you've been hurt tremendous, you've suffered tremendous hurt in your life. You may have been hurt by uh, your company. You may have been hurt by by, by some law that's been passed that has uh, reduced your income. You may have been hurt by people in your own family and you still seethe. You still remember that hurt. When God forgives, it's healing. When you forgive, it's healing. Someone said forgiveness is one of the greatest demonstrations of love that exists. Forgiveness. Since it's that intense in meaning, it's also that intense in difficulty. 
hard to forgive, isn't it? You know that son of a gun that did this or that or the other? You know, you, you, you got to, hey, does a pop-up come in your mind like the computer? That pop-up, does a name come up when I say forgiveness? I bet it does. If that, that's true, for your health's sake, your phys, physical being, and your certainly your spiritual welfare, you need to forgive. Someone said that forgiveness is like drinking rat poison and then sitting back and waiting on the rat to die. <laughs> Think about that. That's how serious this thing is when we hold negative feelings, hurt feelings inside, uh, vengeance. You know, in the Old Testament, vengeance was a thing to do. Yeah. Eye for an eye. But God evidently thought, you know, that, that's not working too well. And he sent Jesus Christ along to show us another way to operate, and it's called love. So if you have any notion that there's someone that you've not forgiven, bow your head and ask God to give you the strength. Just forgive that person. You don't have to forget the infraction in order to honestly forgive. In fact, you can't forget it. You can't forget it. Your mind, my mind, the God who created is more powerful than any computer ever built. And you know, when we delete something, say we, we send a text message or Instagram or whatever, you send something and you say, oh my gosh, I, I, shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have wrote that, and you delete it, and you think, oh, great, I didn't you didn't, it's not gone. It never leaves. The same as forgiving someone. You forgive them, the incident, the infraction never, ever leaves. And it's okay to remember. But in your heart, you actually verbally and with your heart forgive that person. I hope and pray you do that today. It'll help you have a help. I thank uh, a beautiful Thanksgiving. Number two, <clears throat> I'm thankful for my health. If God heals all my diseases, why do I have to call the doctor the day and get something to open my sinuses up? <laughs> you know what? If God heals all my diseases, Evidently, there is a higher, more profound meaning to all my diseases. And I'm pretty sure that's true. In Psalm 30, verse 2, Lord my God, I called on you for help, and you healed me. Well, I, I, can, I can honestly point to times in my life that the Lord miraculously healed me. I can point to other times that I prayed in my life and I was in misery for six months. <laughs> you know? There's something more to healing than just feeling good. When 
We are healed. Healing is body, mind, and soul. The tran it's called the tranquil definition of healing is feeling perfect in body, mind, and soul. Now, you know, sometimes the body will send a message to your, your little computer up here and said, hey, you, you, you got a pain here, you hurt, or you feel bad. And sometimes the heart will send a message to the computer, that person hurt you, and you need to be sad, you need to be depressed, and you need to have a bad day. All those add up to either being healthy or being healed. When God wrote this through the psalmist, he heals all my diseases. I, I'm going to believe that. I, I'm going to take that as literal truth, that he healed every disease that I have. And what that means to me is, there will be sometimes when I feel rotten, there'll be sometimes in my life when I may get a devastating message from the doctor that I may not have three months to live. That, that can happen. You know why? Because these tempos that we live in, they are susceptible to problems. This ultimate healing that God is talking about is the ultimate healing, and my friends, that's death. That's when the believer is ultimately healed. And, I, I, and there are those that say, oh no, uh, I believe in divine healing and I have the gift of divine healing. And, and I say, well, every time you pray for somebody to be healed, why aren't they healed? Oh, you just don't have the faith. I said, no, I, I'm not talking about faith. I'm talking about common sense. <laughs> so this is, this is the completeness. A person can be a physical wreck and still be completely healed and live a, a beautiful, productive life if they're a child of God. A body wreck can be a beautiful, powerful witness for God. Maybe to others, they see a person that's in problems and it, it's disturbing. But the truth is we can be a physical wreck. So the next time that you feel bad, terrible, this and that, pray God, heal me. And know in your mind that you are ultimately healed. And healing is always a process, by the way. Sometimes it's instantaneous and sometimes it takes a while, but all diseases are healed by God. Number three, redeeming. <clears throat> when God told us that he redeems us, uh, redeems our lives from destruction, in 107.13, and they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distresses. I talk to people on a regular basis who have high blood pressure, their heart rate is rapid, and uh, uh, they're just, uh, they're, they're a mess. 
because they watch TV and they get into the news and they get into the politics or they're having problems in the family or whatever issues cause them to be in that state. And then the psalmist reminds us that God redeems all of our, our troubles. And that's when we have to exhibit patience and faithful looking forward to the solution of whatever is happening. Isn't that true? Marriages are like that. I, I just did a funeral yesterday for a fellow 95 years old, Jesse Dean, some of you know him. Beautiful family, sitting here, relationship was great. And you could just feel the, uh, the ambiance of love that came out of that relationship for all those years. Marriage uh, takes a little uh, doing. <laughs> takes a lot of doing sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But God is a redeemer and he continues to redeem us. Number four, God's loving kindness. I'm sure that every one of you all the time are so overwhelmed by the love of God that you're kind to everybody. Is that right? No. No way. You get shoved around in Publix. It's kind of, a, you know, it's kind of nice here in Orlando. But down in Miami, when we were down there for seven years, you go to Publix, it was like a, a, a war going on. <laughs> a different attitude that reside. But God <clears throat> always provides our ability to exhibit loving kindness, to be kind to people. And I'm thankful for that. Uh, I've had occasion in my life where I have not um, been so loving, and I'll bet you have too. Uh, you, you think, I'll bet your spouse can, can tell you that too, right? <laughs> I'm thankful that, that even when I'm disobedient, God gives his loving kindness to me. He forgives all my sins. He's provided that process that I might have a sense of well-being, a sense of peace, in spite of my sorriness. Now, one lady told me one day, she said, you know, you shouldn't say that to people, that they're sorry. I said, I didn't call them sorry. I just said, we're all sorry. We're, we're the lowest of the low. And what that means is, simply, we've all sinned and fallen short. We're all in the same bucket. <laughs> and we all need to be redeemed. We need to be redeemed so we can show that loving kindness. Number five, thankful for God's provision. He provides everything we need, everything we've ever needed. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. I, I may have told you this before. Somebody 
told me once uh, a prosperity preacher came to me and said, you know, you know, if you'd like to have that Lamborghini out here and or this and that and the other, all you got to do is think it in your mind and ask God for it because God wants to give you everything you want. I said, that right? Yeah, that's right. I said, well, where do you find that in the scriptures? He said, well, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Thou shalt not want. <laughs> I said, your theology is kind of skewed to say the least, but that, uh, that's not what I interpret that to mean. But I do believe God provides all of our necessities if we trust him. And he does provide a lot of our desires, the desires of our heart. I've experienced that, and I hope you have too. God is a loving God. He treats his children like the scripture says, the hen covers her chicks. God, God does that. Number six, God's renewal. Now, this is the kicker. God's renewal. He renews us. Every Thanksgiving, I, I think about this because we, we get, as we get older, sometimes we slow down a little bit. I, I can't run as fast as I used to. In fact, sometimes I can't even run. You, ever, you know what I'm saying? But if I, I get frightened, watch me. A miracle transpires, you know. That's it. Always renewal is available. And that's, that's why God put this promise, and the psalmist wrote it, verse 5, 100, Psalm 103, God who satisfies our desires with good things so that the youth, our youth is renewed like an eagle's, satisfies our desire with good things. I can testify to that. All of you have had, if, you're, if you'll be honest, in your mind since the time we were younger, you've had dreams of things that you really like. And, and uh, sometimes when you get that, you think, hey, I used to think about that. Anybody, anybody identify with that at all? One person. <laughs> Nobody else? Something that you actually have lived out that you used to think about, maybe, ah, oh, that'd be nice, but I don't think I could ever either attain that or afford that, and yet you have it? That's God. How many can think about that? Oh, there come the hands up. My wife and I were married back in 1960. That was before most of you were born. And uh, we, she, she was born and raised on the Wickiver River. Her dad had a fish camp, and we used to fish out there on the river and loved it. So you get the point. We, we love the water. So we got married, and we struggled along. We had uh, two children here in Florida. I went north to go to school. And, had another son up there, he's a Buckeye. And we came back. Always in our minds, we had that we would love to live on the water. Well, I'm, I just got out of seminary, and I'm a preacher, and, and you know, 
associate pastors, they don't make a lot of money. Back then, we didn't make a lot of money. We didn't make any money. So we thought, man, that'd be nice to live on the water. Well, you know, God worked it out where we lived right on Lake Conway for 12 years, right here. Didn't, we, didn't have any, we didn't have any money. We moved to Hollywood, Florida for seven years. We lived right on the intercoastal, and we could drive, ride our bikes across the bridge to the beach. You get the picture? During that time, we bought a house over at Ormond Beach. We walked across the street right onto the beach. While we were in Hollywood, we moved to Punta Gorda, Florida. We were there 16 years. We had a house on the canal. I could ride my bike, get on my boat, and go ride over to Boca Grande to watch a big tarpon tournament. I wouldn't get out there with it because you get your neck cut off if you're not careful. But the point is, we always had that in our minds, and God provided that. We, we, didn't, have, we didn't have the wherewithal to live underwater like that. We still don't. But God provided it. We'd like to live, well, we kind of live on the water now, but we don't because, uh, well, uh, my son lives on the water. I let him pay those taxes. That's good. <laughs> I want you to remember this today. We have some people coming out here now, guys. Come on. All, all the couples, come on. I want to give you an example of how God blesses over the years. And uh, I, li I, liked, I liked this example because these are human beings. I think, right? <laughs> oh. All right. Got this one? Is it on? Good. Okay. Chuck, Sandra, Lear, right there on the end. I wrote this down because I want to make sure I get the dates right. Chuck and Sandra Lear have been married for 32 years. They were married back in 1990, and I did the service. Give them a big hand, please. <laughs> Jim and Melody Poling been faithful to this church, have been married, uh, well, let's see here, 36 years. They were married back in April 1986. And who did the service? Yeah, I did the service. Okay. And then we have David and Michelle. David and Michelle have been married 35 years, 1987, May 23rd, right here. And who did the service? Yeah, that's me. And then we have this couple right here. Oh, my. It's an antique picture up there for sure. We've been married 60 years. This is Barbara. Give them all a good hand. My point for bringing them out here today is this uh, figures out to be 165 years of marriage. I'll bet none of them could testify that they had a smooth relationship and everything went hunky-dory for all those years they've been married. Could anybody do that? And if they do, they probably wouldn't be telling the truth, right? We know, don't we? My point is this. God takes care of all our problems. Our job is to faithfully 
trust God. That doesn't mean they're going to go away. The problems may be right there even today. But God provides all that we need to have a happy, enjoyable life. And I, my prayer for you, for all of us this Thanksgiving, is that we renew our commitment to praise God for his goodness. Would you stand, please? We're going to be standing right here, all of us, just like this. And as you leave today, if you want to come by up here, we are authorized by Jesus Christ to give a blessing. All of us. All believers are. You are too if you're a believer. And we'd like to give you a blessing today. It's very quick. Just come by. We're going to give you a bless you for Thanksgiving. Let us pray. God, as we leave this beautiful experience today, thank you for reminding us that you are our all in all, that you provide everything we need to enjoy life. So I pray your blessing upon every person here and their family this Thanksgiving that we'll be more than happy to say thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go in that spirit of grace and peace, health and love in Jesus' name. Amen. Come right up. We'll give you a blessing right here.